Hey friends, I'm Tracy Balderak. I'm an entrepreneur, a local ministry leader, a soon-to-be author, and a business mentor to women also in the online space. I'm also a mom of four tweens and teens. I'm doing all things marriage and running after two crazy boxers. And just like you, I am also in a season of busy. But when I figure out how to weave and apply God's word to my daily life, I can walk into the gift of His abundance and experience the freedom and joy that comes with that gift, and you can too. I want to talk to the woman who is working and hustling and planning and striving. You are the woman who knows the only way that you can continue to pour out to the ones that you love and keep all the balls that you're juggling in the air is to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. So let's jump inside. Let's talk about it. This is the Living Faithfully Fit podcast. I'll see you inside. Welcome back, you guys, to episode two of the Living Faithfully Fit podcast. This is Tracy Baldrack, and I am so excited to be here with you guys today and share with you something that has been super convicting for me. So I have been reading this book, and I will share things that have worked for me throughout this entire podcast, but I have four children, if you're new to listening, and they used to be so small, and I felt like they were all the same age, and now I don't. I have a fifth grader, a seventh grader, a ninth grader, and a tenth grader, and I feel like my between my fifth grader and my tenth grader, we are on two different planets in terms of what we're dealing with. And I have found this book. It's called Parenting, Getting It Right by Andy and Sandra Stanley. And not only did I put it on my Audible and listen to it, but I also got it from my bedside table because I like to read it at nighttime or go back and read things. And a couple of weeks ago, I was finishing the end of the book. And something in the book really convicted me. And it was this one simple question that we're going to have a conversation about today. And the question is, how is the state of your heart? How is the state of your heart? And I love this question because it first and foremost goes back to Proverbs. So Proverbs is an ancient Old Testament book. Um, and it's filled with incredible wisdom. And much of that wisdom is still practical today. And so if you go to Proverbs 4.23, the verse says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Think about that. Everything we do on the outside originates on the inside. So no matter what our New Year's goals are, our intentions, whatever we're proclaiming that we're going to do in the year 2024, nothing will stick if we're not taking time to do the hard work, right? We need to pay attention to the inside because it is our hearts that direct our behavior. So we're going to break this down a little bit, and I am going to give you three ways to guard your heart so the behavior and the actions that you want to take in your life stem from a clean heart and not a heart full and crowded with junk, right? Because just as there's rooms in our homes and closets that we find or junk drawers, right, that need attention, our heart is the same way. And so sometimes things get cluttered and messy and we need a good cleaning. All right. So based on Proverbs, based on verse 23 out of the fourth chapter, 
above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. All right, let's talk about three ways that we can guard our heart so that the behavior and the actions we want to take stem from a clean heart. Okay, the first thing is to actually pay attention to what is going on in your own heart. So when I read this book and when I read the question, how's the state of your heart? It did not really dawn on me when I read it. I was like, that's that's really great. We should be focusing on the state of our heart. But one night, a few evenings later, after I had read that, I could not sleep. And I don't know about you guys, but as a mom of four and as someone that has her own wellness business, I feel very stretched and full, right? I know you guys do too. I typically do not have a hard time falling asleep. It's just not a thing. So when I was up and sort of tossing and turning, and I wasn't necessarily thinking about one thing, but I felt this question come over me. Have you checked the state of your heart? It was literally like the spirit was convicting me to ask myself this. And I started to go through it. And I started to ask myself some questions. And I want to share what some of those questions were. Because sometimes I feel like we can feel off and not even know it, right? We could be cranky and we don't know why. And we just chalk it up to the fact we're tired. Or, you know, know, something happened in our day that sort of set us off. Um, Or maybe we're in a place where we can't relax or we feel antsy. Or maybe we feel lethargic or unfocused or unmotivated and we blame it on eating a bad meal or we blame it on, you know, not getting enough sleep or we didn't drink enough water or maybe something's going on in our life that's sad or we're feeling like we're in this funk, right? Maybe we feel empty. Maybe we feel fired up and we're super quick to snap at people, especially the ones that we live with. Sometimes it's easy to sort of blame something else for why we're acting that way. But Proverbs 4.23 reminds us that above all else, those are words I underlined in my Bible in that particular verse, above all else, guard your heart, right? So the reason for sometimes the behaviors that I'm having could be a multitude of different things, but everything flows out of the heart. So these feelings that are causing the behaviors, I just listed that you could also be feeling because I know I have felt them too. Um, They stem from the heart. So that night when I was not able to fall asleep and all of a sudden out of nowhere, how's the state of your heart? The question comes up. And so here are some of the questions that I started to ask myself. Am I disappointed by somebody? Am I worried about something that's causing me circular thinking? You guys know what that is? When you cannot stop thinking about it over and over and over again, you're replaying it in your mind or a certain scenario you're replaying in your mind. Um, Am I mad at somebody? Did someone break my trust? Is there something troubling me that I haven't talked about? Is there anyone I'm envying? Do I feel jealous of someone? Am I feeling resentment towards somebody? Is there an area in my life that feels frustrating? Is there someone I need to forgive? Now, I could go on and on with these questions, but these questions are a great place to start to identify what is in your heart that needs cleaning out. 
right? Just if we were to approach a room or a drawer or a closet in our house, it's like, okay, how bad is this? Let's start pulling stuff out and figuring, figuring it out. And so that is the first step is paying attention to what's actually in your heart. And those are some great questions that you could ask yourself if you know that there's something in your heart that's causing it to be cluttered. One of the most popular questions that I get from people on social media is, Tracy, what is it that you do for your personal growth? And trust me, I have a ton of audible books and real hardback books and podcasts that I love to tap into. But what has been working for me for the last nine months has been tapping into my Growth Day app. Growth Day is the world's number one membership. It is Advanced Personal Growth, founded by Brendan Bouchard. If you haven't read any of his books or listened to his podcast, he's incredible. But the Growth Day app is something on my phone. I open up daily. I start off with my daily fire, which is anywhere from seven to 20 minutes of motivation and inspiration that's automatically going to impact my mindset. So my actions for the day reflect growth and not anything opposite. This app also includes classes and courses and challenges and also features some of the top motivational speakers like Mel Robbins and Ed Milet and Trent Shelton. It includes a ton of digital tools for journaling and goal setting and most importantly, habit tracking. Our habits influence everything. So you guys, if you are interested in learning more about the Growth Day membership, there is a special membership that you can get through my link in the show notes. I would love to know if you are doing Growth Day with me. I do a ton of mini challenges. I do a ton of virtual challenges with others who are also making their personal growth a priority for 2024. I will include everything below and I would love to grow along with you because as Brendan says, it's always a great day to grow. All right. Second thing. Now that we have actually paid attention to what's going on in our heart, now it's time to assess the state of our heart. It's a good time to ask ourselves that. And I think the easiest way to explain this is to use the parable that Jesus told in Matthew 13, three through eight. Now I'll let you go read that on your own, but what I'll do for the sake of our time in this podcast is I will paraphrase it for you in the most modern way that I know how, but this is my paraphrase. So please go and read Matthew 13, three, verse eight. Okay. So imagine that there is a farmer and he is scattering seeds across a field, all right? Some of the seeds fall on hard, like the hard packed path alongside of the field. And with those seeds, the birds swoop down really quickly. They eat them up and those sprouts never even had a chance because the seeds never settled. Other seeds fall on rocky ground and the rocky ground has maybe a thin layer of soil on top of it. So it's easy for the seeds to sort of drop down into the soil and they sprout quickly. But the sun is hot and the sun is beating down and the sun scorches these new tender shoots and they wither and they become very weak and they die. Then other seeds will fall among thorny weeds 
And so the weeds grow tall and strong. If you've got weeds in your yard, you know how fast they grow and they are choking out the young plants, stealing their sunlight and water. These plants struggle to survive and eventually die. Well, the farmer finally put some seeds on rich, fertile soil, and these seeds take root, they grow strong, and they flourish. And in time, they produce a bountiful harvest bearing 30, 60, or even 100 times the amount of the seed that was sown. And so I love this parable in Matthew 13, because it's a metaphor for how we receive the message of God's love. See, when we accept and believe that God loves us and that he created us uniquely, and we also seek to have a relationship with him, the state of our heart changes. So Ezekiel is another Old Testament book. And Ezekiel tells us in chapter 36, verse 26, it says this, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I love this verse because it describes the transformation that takes place when we enter a relationship with God. He removes the hardened part of our heart right? When we decide that we want to live on our own terms, in our own way, when we want to only do what feels good, when we want to be self-sufficient, opposed to living with a new heart that is receptive to God's love and grace, right? Our heart changes. So I love that parable because there's four different places those seeds go. And I think the next question that I like to ask myself when I'm assessing my own heart after I figured out what's crowding it is, what kind of soil is my heart producing according to this parable? Because the hard path, that represents a heart that's closed-minded and resistant, right? Remember, the birds ate those seeds before they even had a chance. So is my heart hardened by my own sin? Is my heart hardened because of distractions? Am I rejecting getting God involved completely and trying to be self-sufficient in this situation? Or the rocky ground, right? That represents a heart that may be initially enthusiastic about having a relationship and growing faith. But if there's not a strong foundation of faith, then when challenges and temptations come, They crowd into my heart and my faith falters and I'm not able to survive the tough situation. Am I just initially excited about the change of my heart, but I'm not actually willing to do the work? And then we've got the thorny weeds, right? And those represent times when my heart is paying more attention to the cares and the concerns of this world, those things choke out the growth of my faith, right? Am I paying more attention to what others think? Am I paying more attention to what others might say or if I'll be judged? And as an end result, if I'm prioritizing that or I'm prioritizing wealth or possessions or achievements above my relationship with Christ, my spiritual growth is stunted just like those sprouts that were trying to come up, they were choked out. They got no sunlight. They got no water. And we talked about in 
episode one, desires, right? It does not mean that we can't have goals or desires or aspirations to create wealth or have something beautiful in your house or go for a promotion at work. It does not mean that we can't have those desires. However, when they become the most important thing, we have a heart problem. The fertile soil represents when I have an open heart and a receptive spirit, right? I am embracing what the gospel says. I am nurturing my faith with my morning Devo. I am praying or asking someone to pray with me or doing both. I am surrounding myself with others who have hearts in the right place because I want their faith to be a good influence on me. And so when my heart is fertile, it experiences a bountiful spiritual harvest, And then my behavior stems from that. So once I understand what's going on in my heart, then I have to assess the state of it. And quite honestly, I don't ever want to sit here on the podcast to act like I'm operating out of fertile soil all the time. None of us are. Jesus is the only one who did. However, once I know what's in my heart, once I know it's crowding it out, at least for me personally, my heart, the response of my heart sometimes is different based on the situation, right? Sometimes I am in a thorny place and the seeds are in the thorns on one topic And I may be crowding my heart out with something different and I'm just being very close-minded to even praying about it. In fact, I think I've shared this before that I remember when I first got this idea about a podcast, I went on and on and on for months and months about why I was not going to do a podcast. And I didn't even pray about it. Right. If somebody said to me, hey, I'm thinking about a podcast, what should I do? Especially if it's one of my friends who I know is working on her faith journey. She's a believer. I would say, let's pray about it. And so, again, I don't ever want to sound like I am holy and doing the things right, because especially with this podcast, I went for months without even it didn't even cross my mind to pray about it because I was so hardened to the fact of doing a podcast the answer was no. That is an example of a path where the seeds are thrown and there's absolutely no soil at all. Birds are going to have a feast. You know what I'm saying? So what crowds my heart and the type of soil that my heart has can be different based on what's crowding it. It's never, ever the same, even though the goal is for my heart to always, always have fertile soil. If I had to do it all over again, I actually would have become a partner with the health and wellness company that I'm partnered with way sooner than I did. I started when my fourth baby was just a little one. I had four kids under the age of five, and that was 10 years ago, almost. And I wish I would have started right after I became a mom, because as much as my calling has been to be a mom and a wife and to manage my household, and that is a ministry, I also was feeling called for God to use my gifts of leadership and encouragement and shepherding and discernment and faith to blow belief into other women. 
to help other women know that this is a body that God gave us and it is our stewardship. It is our job to take care of it. And also, I still had business skills from my 12 years in corporate America. I knew that I had the capability to help other women look at this as a business and create an income from home. It to me felt like the Proverbs 31 women where I can serve my family and they came first, but I could work this business around the things and the people that I loved in a way that serves and helps others. Whether I'm helping women get healthier and lose weight, whether I'm helping women who are aging build muscle or whether I'm helping that woman build a business so that she's not living paycheck to paycheck. This opportunity over the last 10 and a half years has given me a multitude of ways to help others while I'm also serving and providing for my family. If you have ever looked on social media and asked yourself, maybe I could do something like this, I am telling you that that desire may be a prompting from the spirit for you to do something else. I always like to think about God and then. It's never a period with him. It's always and then because he is abundant and he loves to share abundance with us. And so if there is a desire on your heart, pray about it and let's talk about it because this may be an opportunity for you to get started with a team of women who will love to mentor and serve you and help you get up to speed so that you can step into the calling that God has for you too. Come find me on Instagram at faithfullyfittracy, or you can send me an email and all my contact information is in the notes. I cannot wait to hear from you. I cannot wait to talk to you. And I can't wait to see if this would be a great fit for us to work together. Now, cleaning out our heart is step three, right? First and foremost, we pay attention to what's going on in our heart. And then second, we assess the state of our heart. And then we've got to clean it out. And hopefully, the more we're cleaning out our heart, the more our heart has that fertile soil that we want. Because you guys, this is a process, right? But cleaning out our hearts, it, it can be the hardest part because we are just not wired to do this. Pending on our makeup and our personalities, we are wired as humans. We were born into sin. So we are wired to hold grudges. We are wired to err on the negative or be judgmental or sit in self-loathing. I mean, I think we all have something that we notice about ourselves that is not the best version of ourselves. And so the list could go on and on. And we need Jesus to help us clean out our hearts. There's a lot of ways we can do this. But we first and foremost, we've got to feed our soul with the good stuff. Um, I have a wellness business. And so I talk a lot about nutrition on my Instagram page. I talk a lot about moving our bodies. I talk a lot about getting sleep and drinking water and all the things that we know are good for our physical body. And just like our physical body needs those things, our spirit needs nourishment too. And so I find spending time reading inspiring books or listening to uplifting music or tapping into a podcast that's helping me grow or connecting with people who bring out the best in us, that is like fueling my soul with healthy energy. I also find that focusing on others is like giving my heart a good scrub. Um, there are times, and maybe you can relate to this, where I feel like 
I've spent all week deliberating over something, praying through it. But prayer is a process sometimes as well. God's not a magician. There are times that I've come to him to ask him to change my heart about something and it does not happen overnight. Sometimes it certainly does, but his timing is perfect and his timing is always best, but it doesn't always work on my timeline, right? I might still be in a funk after I've been prayerful about something. It's like, let's go, let's go, move, move me out of this funk. It doesn't always work that way. And so when I find myself sort of stuck in that place of sitting and waiting for my heart to change, I find that when I focus on others, it takes the focus off myself or my situation or my problem or my angst or whatever is crowding up my heart. And I turn the focus around to someone else. It is the action of doing that that changes my heart. And so there's a ton of ways to do this, right? We can volunteer our time and we can donate to worthy causes. We can make somebody dinner who needs it. We can leave encouragement on a doorstep. We can take somebody's kids for them. We can ante up what we do in our carpools and give someone a couple of days off from driving um, and showing kindness to those around us expands our heart because we get the opportunity to show God's love to others through our own actions. And then the last is praying, right? I find that when I've got this weight or this negative white noise, this crowding of my heart, I know what it is. I've assessed it and I need to get it clean. That if I'm holding on to anger or resentment or these negative emotions, it is like the dirty laundry piling up. I got to remember that it's all out of my control. And the more that I pray about it, the more that I'm going to surrender what it is. And so if we ask God for help, he will give it to us. Prayer is like decluttering our emotional space because we get to hand it over to Jesus and we get to ask that his spirit will change our hearts in that process. And again, sometimes it's not going to be on our timeline, <laughs> unfortunately, right? We want... We want it now. We want it changed quickly. And it is sometimes through the process of cleaning out our hearts that the growth really happens. So just remember this, guys, as we close up today, that scripture tells us above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And I'm so grateful for that book, Parenting, Getting It Right. Um, because it's also something that I want to mirror for my children and let them see. I'm so sorry that I responded that way. You know what? Mom's got a lot on her mind and I haven't cleaned up my heart. And because of that, I didn't respond in a way that's the best version of being your mom. I'm sorry. It's a heart issue above all else. Guard our hearts. Guys, it is so important and I am preaching to myself just as much. It is so important that before we go after anything in a new year, before we go after anything in a new day, I could do a whole nother podcast on morning routine, which I'm sure I will at some point. We have got to make sure that we are checking in with the state of our heart. It is a process. 
just like once you clean out and organize that drawer, if you are not maintaining it, it is going to get cluttered very quickly, right? There's going to be setbacks. But if we keep our heart open to God's love and God's guidance, then the behavior that comes out of us will be our best selves because his spirit will be guiding and leading the way. All right, guys, I am going to close this out in prayer. Lord God, I want to thank you so much for the reminder in Proverbs that cleaning out our hearts should be above all else the thing that we do. Thank you that you promise when we ask for your help, you will give it to us. Thank you that we don't have to carry around the weight of the world. We don't have to carry around anxiety or concerns. Um, and that also when we do have negative feelings, when we do have sinful feelings, sinful things that we're thinking, that we can ask you to clean out our hearts. We can repent. We can hand it to you. You already know what's on our heart anyway, and you will cleanse us clean. You give us new mercies every day. And so I just want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for the fact that we get to wake up every single day, checking our heart and asking for your spirit to shine and radiate through each of us. Thank you for your abundance and the gift of being able to show your love and to show your kindness and show your compassion to others. Thank you for the desires and goals that you've set on our heart and help them to be in alignment with you and help you to be the most important focus and the most important relationship in our lives. In Jesus name. Amen. All right, guys, I hope that helped you get your heart clean. I hope it's a process for you. I can't wait to hear more about it. Have a good one and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Living Faithfully Fit podcast. If this episode spoke to you today, would you do me a favor and share it? Maybe it's your best friend or your cousin or your mom or your neighbor or your coworker. But when you share it, it gives others a chance to hear what God's message for them may be. You can also really help out the podcast by leaving a review. So again, if this episode spoke to you, or if several episodes have spoken to you, I would love for you to write a review because that helps this podcast spread so that more women can hear the good and true news. And that is that they have this free gift of abundance and that our lives were meant to be walking in the abundance that God gives us. You can always tag me on social media. On Instagram, I am at faithfullyfittracy. I would love for you to take a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag me. Or when you share it with a friend, I would love for you to tag me too so that I am able to personally invite your friend to come and listen to all the things that we're talking about here at the Living Faithfully Fit podcast. Thank you so much for your help and your support. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.